Uh, when we were uh, in Israel and we had uh, a guide, uh, Chris Morales, who uh, we now support as a missionary as well, uh, he, earlier in the week, uh, he had told me about, uh, early, not in the week, but in our time there, uh, about a scribe that he had commissioned to, to write a scroll uh, from Isaiah, uh, where his life verse and things were from. So there's a, a, a rabbi, scribe, individual that's there in Jerusalem in the old city area uh, that does that. And you can go there and you can um, purchase. And, and he said he saved and saved, so I'm sure it was expensive uh, to have that done because it's on parchment paper and, and, uh, and it's a, a, like a scroll uh, that, uh, that he had done for him. And so I was interested, you know, in that, and, and I said, well, maybe when we're in uh, Jerusalem, we can go by and, and see and see what he has. Maybe he has stuff that he's already made uh, that uh, I could purchase as a souvenir to bring back, and, uh, and that would be a great uh, souvenir to have, and to have somebody write in Hebrew and to have, have that. Uh, so we uh, fast forward, we had got to Jerusalem, and we're there uh, we saw Mount of Olives and a number of things, and we settled that night into our place where we're staying. The next morning uh, is the morning that I stubbed my toe really bad uh, and cut it and, uh, and was um, not a good move. <laughs> and, uh, and it was, uh, um, anyways, that day we were going to Bethlehem and to, uh, to the Jordan River, Jericho. Uh, as we were getting, we were on the bus uh, to Bethlehem. Uh, that's when we, we knew Bethany had the baby, and then it was then where we knew there was the complications and uh, had to go to the hospital and just the different things. And immediately with that, because you're, you know, you know fear kind of sets in. You don't know what's going on uh, just because of the lack of, you know, we're not there. Uh, and so that day was like, you know, up and down, up and down. We're seeing awesome things, uh, but we were kind of like, you know, um, we were there, but we weren't present. It was like this was great, but it probably would have been better uh, had we not been distracted with, uh, with what was going on back in, in Arizona. And so uh, later that day, we got back, and uh, Chris was going to meet us uh, where our bus, uh, this was a guided tour that he didn't go on uh, and uh, was doing some other things in the city. Uh, and he said he was going to go see this guy, uh, this scribe. Uh, we got back to the hotel. We were exhausted and uh, uh, didn't really feel like going out for dinner uh, that evening. And so Chris, we went, we'd already walked. I'd been, my sock was filled with blood my, from my toe, toe that was messed up all day. Uh, and uh, so we, were, we went and we walked like another 10,000 steps trying to find pharmacies uh, to get all the stuff I needed to, to doctor up my toe. Uh, well, we had gotten back, uh, I think it was that night, uh, and got back, uh, and as we were eating um, dinner, he and I did eat uh, at uh, a burger, a non-kosher. Uh, they'd put cheese on your burgers, uh, so we uh, enjoyed dinner, and he said, he started talking about this scribe again, and, uh, and how he, he can take, like, your name, uh, Robert, and he could put that, write that in Hebrew, and then with the letters of the Hebrew alphabet, uh, they determine like what your life verse is. Uh, like my life verse, I claim Galatians uh, 2.20. That's my life's verse. Uh, but um, he said you can, he does that. And, and I, I forget how he said, but he, he can come up with 
uh, with a verse from the letters in your name in Hebrew, and there's a, a, a verse. I mean, that'd be cool. I'd like to have uh, something like that. And I said, well, maybe we can go there uh, tomorrow, and, and he's show me uh, pictures of these things. And I said, oh, I like that, whatever. Maybe we can go there tomorrow. And I said, at least Amy and I will get our names done by the scribe. Uh, and, uh, and get those, and maybe we'll do that. He said, oh, maybe, uh, I don't know if we'll be able to go by there, blah, blah, blah. Well, we get to the hotel, uh, or where we're staying, uh, and, uh, and he breaks, he'd already been uh, in, and got uh, our names done. And so he gave them to us. Anyways, uh, so uh, the, the verse that was on mine is Deuteronomy 1, uh, in verse number uh, 21. And the Bible says, Behold, the Lord thy God hath set the land before thee. Go up and possess it, as the Lord God of thy fathers hath said unto thee. Uh, fear not, neither be discouraged. Now, when we, we, we read Deuteronomy, we know the children of Israel, and the, you know, God has the promised land, uh, and he's telling them to not be afraid. They had sent uh, spies uh, into the promised land to give a report. Uh, and we know that they give a bad report. There's giants in the land, but uh, Joshua and Caleb uh, gave a good report. And in Deuteronomy 1, he's, he rehashes that. And in two different times, uh, he says the same thing that was said here about not having fear, don't be discouraged. And we won't be looking at discouragement today, but there are a lot of things. He's saying, don't let the report discourage you. Don't let the news that there were giants in the land to discourage you. Don't be afraid. Uh, he's, he's, with, he's with us where God calls us, He guides us, He provides. And we know the story because we have the scriptures uh, that rehearse all of that to us. So in a day that uh, was filled with fear, that He gave us this. And, uh, and I thought that was great. Uh, and, uh, and so uh, it was an encouragement uh, in that moment, and I can't remember what the scripture reference on yours was. And she's for, she hasn't looked at it since then. We've had uh, we're, we've been trying to. She did fix. I had broke the the uh, the crown of thorns material from uh, the uh, the tree, and I snapped it. Whatever. And while I was at camp, she glued it back. Uh, and and so uh, there, she, one was made for hers. Out of, I think it was out of um, Proverbs thirty four, Psalms thirty four, and uh, but. Um, that was a, a, a blessing uh, because uh, it was a verse that helped me, you know, in that moment. And as I referenced last week, um, you know, having fear and anxiety and worry about stuff is something that's in our human nature. So what I want to do today is give you some biblical keys to not being afraid. Uh, and uh, we're going to find the majority of what we do this morning from Habakkuk. Uh, in chapter number three, uh, but everyone is afraid sometime. Uh, everybody's afraid about something, or um, we shouldn't be afraid of someone. We know, uh, we know that, that uh, our fear needs to be to the Lord, but we live in a world that offers plenty of chances uh, to fear. And by the way, if you want to look at these, you, I'll have that available uh, a little bit later. Uh, but um, again, the world gives us plenty of chances to fear, and, and, and we have to, uh, you know, uh, kind of get creative uh, in thinking of, uh, of new things to be fearful of because there's just so many, there's so many things. In fact, we were, I was walking down from chapel uh, on, uh, I guess it was uh, Friday night, 
and uh, and and I had come back. I was went to the, the um, uh, cafeteria area. I walked back out. Everybody was kind of still up in the chapel, and and the lady that runs the snack shop uh, that was there, they're out, and they're like, you know, they're and another lady, and they were following a snake. There was a snake that had crawled, you know, uh, slithered up into one of the things there, and they're like, Brother Reno, you almost stepped on this snake. Uh, when when you had come, you know, when you were walking down uh, down the hill, I'm like, I didn't I didn't see any snake. I kind of watched where I'm going, not you know, the ground in front of me. And I said, was it a rattlesnake? Uh, and they're like, no, it was like a big bull snake, like big, like what? And they're like, no, like this. And uh, and uh, and so, and it was just like you literally almost stepped on it. And uh, and then we, uh, and it, it, she and I, and then the other lady was trying to find it just to pull it out. But myself and the other lady, like, you're crazy. Um, I I don't like snakes. I hate snakes. Uh, I don't like spiders, and, uh, and it's not just because snakes are associated with the serpent, the devil, in the word of God. They're just nasty, and people have them. This other lady had big pets and stuff, and, and uh, you know, you see those things like, what would happen if you found this nest of snake in your house? Like, I would burn it to the ground, and uh, I hate snakes that, that much. And, uh, and so there's a fear of snakes. There's probably a name for phobia uh, or whatever. Like, I know arachnophobia, uh, spiders, but uh, snakeophobia, uh, and uh, I, I have that. Somebody know the word? All right. So I don't know. It's probably not snakeophobia, is it? All right. But um, it's an irrational fear, right? Because like you know, uh, it's just you know you don't want to touch them or whatever. Or maybe you had nightmares about them or uh, those types of things. But um, in a way to get over it, they you know they hand you snakes and you pet them or whatever. And I'm just not interested uh, in getting over uh, that fear. But uh, everybody fears something. You can have a fear of heights. You can be, have a fear of crowds. Uh, you can have uh, 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 some type of fear. And most of the time, the fears that we have are irrational fears, and they are oftentimes, um, uh, they're just unfounded. You find out sooner or later, if you're, you're afraid of a decision or you're afraid of news that may come, most of the stuff that we worry about never happens. And we all know that, but it doesn't stop us from worrying. It doesn't stop us from, uh, you know, being afraid. And that's why I believe it's one of the reasons, it's one of the most often repeated commands in the Bible uh, to do not be afraid or to, or to, to not fear. Uh, and, of course, the Bible does more than just issue that command or that, uh, that admonition. It gives us good reasons why we don't need to be afraid. Uh, and, and that is what we're going to focus on. So I said I'm going to give you five points. Uh, but we're going to focus on the third point. So let me give you, I'm going to give you those five points uh, and kind of briefly describe them. These are keys. Uh, and, and remember last week, I said I really felt bad about giving that one gentleman advice uh, from the grain of a mustard seed that he had on his, his wristband and the whole wrestling with uh, belief and unbelief uh, and feeling inadequate to be able to, to give uh, encouragement to somebody uh, when I myself was is going through the same thing. Um, so I got over that. <laughs> so I'm teaching you uh, of these things here today because uh, they're in the Word, they're important, and they help me and they're going to help you. Uh, and uh, and these are, some of these are things that you obviously know uh, because there's nothing new uh, under the sun. If you want to turn to Psalm 56, uh, just briefly I'll give you one verse, but I, I've got like 15, 20 of them. Again, we're going to do this, uh, go over some of these tonight. They're all verses that will help you. They're biblical keys uh, to, to not being afraid. 
uh, into not having fear. God told uh, you know, his people, do not be afraid, do not fear, do not be discouraged, don't be disheartened. Uh, and God had promises attached to uh, the covenant that he had given. There were giants to fight uh, and battles to be won. Uh, and, uh, and, and it's amazing, having been there, to, to like be where Jericho is and to have that kind of purview uh, and uh, to, to illustrate this. But I said, sometimes, at some point, you're going to be afraid. Uh, and if I was to have you, you know, uh, give testimony, you could probably give me testimony dozens of times uh, where fear has overwhelmed you. Uh, and, and if it hasn't, it will. Uh, and you say, well, how do you know that? Psalm 56, 3. David said this. He says, what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. You know what that means? Um, I, I, there's going to be a time I'm going to be afraid. And, and when that happens, I'm going to trust in him. So a way that God, as he commands us not to be afraid or to not have fear, uh, one of the truths in the word of God that help us, a biblical key to not remaining in fear or to overcome that, is to trust in God. So that's point number one, and I'll elaborate on that. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, in Mark, for example, you know, he turned there, he said, he said unto them, Jesus, he said, why are you so fearful? How, how is it uh, that you have no faith? Uh, we understand that faith overcomes fear. Uh, so when we have belief and unbelief present, we, we need more belief. And we're asking God to increase our faith. And that was the prayer uh, for, uh, for, that we talked about this last week. Uh, so trusting, trusting in God or having faith uh, counteracts the effects of fear. Uh, and uh, in, its, um, uh, in fact, a Scottish preacher named Alexander McLaren put it this way. He says, faith, uh, which is trust uh, and fear, are opposite poles. Uh, if a man has the one, he can scarcely have the other in vigorous operation. He that has his trust set upon God does not need to dread anything except the weakening or the paralyzing of that trust. Faith overcomes fear. We check our, we check our feelings with facts from the Word of God. What does God say? Uh, and uh, so we need more faith. We need more trust in God when, when we feel like everything is out of control whatever circumstance uh, that we would associate uh, that with. So the first biblical key uh, to uh, not being afraid uh, is to trust in God. We'll elaborate on that uh, later on. The second point uh, of the five points is don't focus on fear. All right, don't focus on fear. Uh, and uh, we have, there's scripture uh, in there. And we'll point to tonight, Mark 5. I referenced him uh, last week, and that was Jarius. Uh, ruler synagogue who was walking with the Lord and found out uh, that um, uh, his child, his daughter was dead. Uh, she had died. He, he wanted help and, and found out she did in fact die. Uh, and uh, it says, thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? And we know that his, his advice was, don't be afraid. <laughs> uh, it, only believe. All right. Don't be afraid. Only believe. Uh, what he was telling him was, don't focus on the news that your daughter is dead. Don't focus on, and again, all of the emotion that would come with, uh, with somebody saying, hey, it's just it's too late. Don't bother Jesus. She's already dead. Um, he says, uh, don't fear. Don't focus on that. Uh, and, uh, and, but believe. Uh, and we, we, one of the tools 
uh, is to not focus on the thing that you're afraid of or that's causing fear, uh, but to put our minds on other things. Philippians uh, and uh, 1 John um, and other verses, which we'll talk about later uh, tonight. It's already 10 minutes till, and I haven't even got to my point number three. All right. Point number four uh, is uh, remember the future God has promised you. All right. Uh, when you're afraid, um, uh, you have fear, worry about uh, things. Uh, the, the scripture gives us plenty of, of uh, advice. Um, you know, it says, Take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for the morrow shall take thought of the things of itself. Sufficient of the day is evil thereof. Uh, God has given us so many promises. We know He's bringing us to an expected end. Uh, we know he, he cares for us, He'll never leave us nor forsake us. But we know, again, worst thing. Uh, and best thing is we die, we're in heaven we're, with the Lord. Absent from this body and present uh, with the Lord. Uh, God's promised us blessing here. He's promised us a home there and blessings there. I hath not seen, ear heard. Uh, he, he's done exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ever ask. God is so good. And when we're, we have fear, we're worried. In, in my, our illustration is, uh, here's a grandbaby and, uh, and in intensive care. Uh, and that's crazy. And by the way, uh, like today, uh, Bethany had put up a prayer request about uh, a tr- you know a trial to get Livy off of the oxygen. She said oxygen thing to supplement, and uh, and when they take that out, you know they wanted the saturation levels be a certain thing. So she's knocking it out when she's sleeping, uh, and and so they decided to do kind of like a mini trial and uh, of taking it out, feed her, et cetera, all the things, and uh, and she she passed that. And so her team uh, are in agreement to do a full-day trial, which I think she's doing today. Uh, and so a full-day trial of not supplementing that, and if it's above at 90% or above that, then uh, they'll adjust the chart, and she won't have to have, have the oxygen thing anymore. Um, so ours was like, you know, we're worried. Uh, and then at the same time, it's like, but I'm not supposed to worry. Like you tell people don't worry. But then you're, you're, but you're filled with worry. And so you, you, you what, do you, what do you do? I tell you to go to the Word of God, so that's where I, you know, I go to the Word of God. Uh, I, the Word of God was handed to me on this gift that says don't, be a, you know, don't fear uh, nor be discouraged. Uh, but we just remember, we don't focus on the, we trust God, we don't focus on the fear. Uh, and, uh, and we, uh, point four, uh, is we remember the future that God has promised us. Uh, and by the way, God, God, you know, I'm worried like I need to be there, right? Because I'm the fixer. Uh, if I can't fix it, at least I'm, I'm present and I can comfort and I can uh, and, uh, and, and take care of, you know, ancillary needs of, uh, of, uh, of the family while I'm there. And I felt like helpless because I was 7,500 miles away from it. So what, like, what can I do? Well, you go to the Bible. Uh, and and you, you ask God to, and he, and he just, there's like, Every page uh, it will help you in those moments. So you remember uh, the future that God has promised. And then the last one, number five, those four we'll do tonight, uh, and that's to combat the temptation to fear. So when fear is pre- you have to combat it. And we know that we're to put on the shield of faith. The Bible says if we put on the shield of faith in Ephesians 6, uh, it's able, able to quench all the fiery darts uh, of the wicked. And, uh, and, uh, and so faith dispels it. Faith, that's what we, uh, you know... Uh, uh, the shield of faith that we have. When I was a kid, we always used to take garbage can lids 
uh, metal garbage can lids and, and have, you know, shields, and we'd shoot, like, bottle rockets at each other, bows and arrows, uh, and uh, everything else in, uh, in, in doing that. The faith is that. We, we, we wield it as one of the parts of the armor of God uh, and, uh, because faith overcomes fear and all the, the fiery darts. Now, in Habakkuk, in chapter number 3, um, one of the things that we're to do when we have fear uh, it's not just, you know, uh, trusting God and focusing on fear, but it's choosing to praise the Lord. Um, and, and Habakkuk uh, is a perfect example of this. And, uh, and so I want to read these verses and just, just give you a couple of thoughts and we'll be done. I, I've been long uh, the last couple of weeks. And I don't want to do that today. Uh, but look again what he says. When I heard, my belly trembled. He wasn't hungry. Uh, he, had, he had an upset stomach. You ever feel that? You get bad news, all of a sudden, instantly, uh, you, you, you're nauseous. Uh, and and, uh, and all the, your body responds physiologically uh, to, uh, to stress. Uh, and it's that fight or flight, you know, uh, a part of, of how God's created us, which we need uh, in our life. And, uh, but, um, you know, all of us have been, you know, somebody scared us. They come out from around a corner or, you know, or whatever. Uh, I remember one time my brother-in-law when he was a kid, uh, and uh, you, ever, you ever afraid like when you were a kid that somebody was hiding under your bed? And, uh, and so you'd run and jump because you're afraid that somebody, you know, the monster's going to grab your, your ankle as you, as you get in bed and pull you into some, you know, alternative universe or something. Uh, and, uh, and so my brother-in-law at that time, he had that fear. He would always run and jump on his bed, and so one day I hid under it and, uh, and grabbed him mid-flight uh, as, he, as he went. He's never been the same. Uh, and, uh, and so I fed into uh, that fear by being the boogeyman uh, uh, myself. And uh, so um, uh, our body uh, responds. Like in that moment, you know, screaming, <laughs> you know, other uh, uh, things that, that take place. Uh, I, I love that stuff. Uh, and uh, I could watch it on, uh, you know, funny videos all day. So um, you, he says, my lips quivered at, at the voice and rottenness entered into my bones. He's, I trembled in myself that I might rest in the day of trouble. When he cometh up unto the people, he will invade them with his troops. He was waiting uh, for, for this invasion. He was waiting for, the, uh, for God to do what God was going to do. He had, he had, as a prophet, had passed judgment. He had explained what it, what it is and what is going to happen. Uh, and uh, and, he, and he, he was waiting for the Lord to intervene. That's what Habakkuk is doing, and it's part of what he's, he's praying in this passage of Scripture. Uh, and, uh, and that's what we need to do. We need to, the Bible says we are to wait patiently on the Lord. Uh, we're to trust in Him. And he, it talks about He re- renews our strengths. And uh, in so many references to uh, the, the high places and God being our refuge. And, uh, and he, he sets us on high places out of reach of, uh, of Satan. And, uh, and there, there are many, many uh, references that are like that in the Bible. But Habakkuk is dealing with fear, uh, but he knows that he knows because he is the prophet uh, and God is speaking through him. He, he knows God. So he's like, he's telling, he's telling people uh, uh, in essence to, to trust God. Uh, at the same time, he has feelings uh, that uh, physiological responses to, to what's going to take place himself. Are you with me? So, so even though 
uh, even though I'm, uh, you know, worried uh, and nervous about, you know, you know, every time my phone rings, like right this little while ago, it's like, you know, Bethany's calling. And it's like, you know, all of a sudden my stomach flips over. And, uh, but it was good news, uh, and, uh, which was a blessing uh, right before I preach. Uh, and, uh, but that, I'm just saying, he had trembling and fearing and, you know, crazy stuff going on physiologically. We do that. But he, but he also had the answer uh, in the solution to what he was going through. And I feel like that's me right now to where, where you know, you have that present. In, you, it, it, there's unbelief present, but there's belief in asking God to increase my faith and more trust in him. Uh, and as every day goes by from when Livy was born, the, the, the easier it is uh, because um, God's doing what he does and, uh, and, uh, and I've, I've gotten really nothing to do with it. Um, but, but you've all been, you know, you've all been in the place where you feel like, you know, you can, you can solve all the world's problems and you find out real fast that you can't. And, uh, and so he is waiting patiently to see the Lord's intervention. Uh, and then in verse kind of verse 17, he says this, he said, although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines uh, and the labor of the olive oil shall fail in the fields and the meat uh, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. He was, he was basically acknowledging that difficult times were, were on the way. It's going to get bad. Now, we, we know that before the Lord comes back, things are going to wax worse and worse. And it's not an encouraging thought. You know, it's almost, it's almost discouraging. It's like, it's like it's bad out there, but we're like, but it's going to get worse. And, uh, you know, chin up, Christian, and uh, look to the horizon. The Lord's coming back. We comfort one another with his words. But, you know, but it's like we're like, Lord, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're looking forward. It's the blessed hope and coming back. But, but out of the corner of your eye in your ear, Fox News is on. And uh, it's doom and gloom or whatever. And, and we just really struggle. Like we know. Uh, but, uh, you know, that bad times are on the way. Just like he said, there's going to, things are, you know, in an agricultural society, I mean, that's life. Like the Jezreel Valley uh, in Israel, they call it the, the breadbasket of Israel. Uh, you know, that's where, I mean, it's just, oh, it's just beautiful farmland everywhere. Uh, and uh, and uh, most of the food that they grow in the country comes out of the Jezreel Valley. But we also know that, that, that all of that um, food and fields and whatever are, are, is going to be covered with blood up to the horse's bridle. When the arm, uh, the when Armageddon takes place at Megiddo, uh, and and uh, there are uh, difficult times coming. But the way that we get over fear is to wait patiently on the Lord, to trust in Him, uh, and to acknowledge, um, to acknowledge what's going on, to acknowledge that these things might happen. Uh, in fact, you think of uh, you know the the children of fire furnace, uh, and uh, they say God will, God may deliver us, but if He doesn't. God's still good, and God's still, God's still there. Though he slay me, yet will I trust uh, in him. So he acknowledged uh, that, uh, that difficult times could be on the way. Then look, look at verse 18. Um, he says this. He says, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. So he acknowledged that difficult times were coming, but he purposed to please the Lord anyway uh, and to praise him. He says, he says yet, he says, it's going to be really bad. When, when this happens. 
yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Uh, we could think of like in the middle of a depression or a recession or, uh, you know, in times when we're on the mountain and things are plenty, it's easy to praise God. But when, when, you're, when you don't have, um, it's, it's more difficult uh, to do so. But he purposed to praise the Lord. That's why I'm saying part of the way we combat is a commitment to praising the Lord. It's, it's, not, it's, not, just thank, it's not just thanking him for the, the difficult circumstance. We know God tells us to do that. Uh, and we're supposed to be thankful in all things. And we know that our trials and difficulties, uh, that God takes those and, and makes for us a more eternal weight and glory. Uh, it's, it's difficult to go through, but God's refining us. Uh, and, and, he's, and He's taking out the impurities. He's strengthening us. God, uh, God very seldom, and if you, can fi- if, if you can figure out in your own life the times that difficulties happen and you, and you associate that with something you've done, and God's judging you, um, you know, that's great. But most of the times, I mean, God's corrective. He's not, it's not punitive. Uh, and, and God loves us and cares for us. And He's, uh, in those moments where He puts and applies that pressure, His goal is to make us better, not to, not to, to knock us out. But think of how many times people get, you know, difficult times come and they drop out. They walk away from God. They drop out of the house of God uh, and, and, and go the opposite direction. Uh, and, and by the way, God doesn't go, oh, I didn't know that, you know, I wouldn't have done that if I, if I knew that was going to happen. Because God is a sovereign God. Uh, he never, everything he does is just and good. And it's always in our best interest. And I always remember that because uh, it's so easy for us to just get mad at God uh, in those moments. So he waited patiently uh, to see the Lord's intervention. We read in the previous two chapters, part of that prayer. He acknowledges that difficult times are going to come. I'm just telling you, it might not be here today, but tomorrow it may be here, and, uh, and you'll have a, a difficult time. Um, how many of you admit, like right now, you're having one? Uh, something in your, in your is this the, the decision? There's some pressure. Uh, there's, you know, you're waiting on, you know, news from the doctor or whatever. Um, it, 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 you know, today might be good, but the wheels can come off tomorrow. And you need to be prepared. And so God gives us these passages of scriptures to help us that way. So he, he purposed to praise the Lord. And then verse number 19, he focused on the Lord's promise and his power. Notice what it says. The Lord God is my strength and he will make my feet like hinds feet. Uh, he'd read the Psalms. Uh, he, 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 he knew uh, that, that God was a, a carrying God that, will, that he will make me to walk upon uh, mine high places. And, and he says to the chief singer uh, on my string instruments, we, so we know he's, 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 he's almost singing this. It's a, uh, it's a prayer. It's like a psalm. Uh, and it's a, it's a praise. He's praising the Lord uh, for his goodness and focused on what God said, his power in his promise. Um, I know here, because I read it here, and in my heart, the Bible, Bible that every, every child that's born is a gift of God. God, before he forms us in the belly, he knows us. I'm against abortion on every, uh, every you know, instance. Uh, and, uh, and, and not, only, not only is the child um, a, a human being, you know, at conception, but before conception. God, already got, uh, there's a soul, uh, and God, is, God has already had a divine purpose and a plan, and so it goes beyond that. And so if you want to get a fight with me real quick, let's start talking about abortion, uh, and it'll be on. Uh, but um, it is, I know that 
every that God, God gives life, sustains life. God never makes mistakes. Um, we, all of us are just the way that God made us. We know that. Um, yet, even as an adult, we're, we're, we're unsatisfied. Uh, it's like we, we, we question the, the potter that makes the, uh, you know, the vessel, like, why hast thou made me thus? Uh, and uh, uh, we had a couple of kids in our cabin that were like seven feet tall. Uh, I mean, like, I don't know, they were seven, like one was six, six, and the other one was still taller than him. Uh, and, uh, and so I'm like, you go to bed. <laughs> you know, so many times during the week. And, uh, um, and, and it's like, man, if I could just, in fact, even the, uh, one of the preachers talked about, he was, I think he was shorter than I am, uh, but uh, about wishing he could dunk the basketball. Only time I've ever dunked the basketball was off of somebody's back. As uh, they went down, I went up, dunked, and I got kicked out of the game with the technical, and, uh, and it was so worth it. <laughs> but but the, uh, we know all that to be true, but it doesn't stop us from having the worry and the fear uh, or the questions. All I'm saying is that, that when we look at God's promises and his power, uh, it will help us to, to avoid uh, and help us through uh, those times. And, and that's where we beat our, that's where I've been beating myself up. It's like, I know this. Uh, and uh, yet, it's like, why isn't that helping me right now? Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and I can take uh, all of the, you know, the intensive care stuff or whatever and, and all of that. And I can, as a, as a, I can relate what's going on around me uh, and how God is using that for me too. Uh, to help me and increase my faith and, this, and to strengthen me in those ways. But, but God, I know God is in control and I have to trust him and I have to grow that trust uh, and, uh, and get off. You know what? It was easier for me to not, to not have fear when the missionary is marching us up hills and steps and, and let's go here and that and just busy, 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 busy. Because you know when you're, you're, it's mind off. I'm not focused on. And so I'm, I'm mind off, not focused on, and I've got like a live feed to the intensive care on my phone 7,500 miles away. And, I, and I, I turn, like, like, she's like, turn it on. So I password, turn it on, and she's not there. She's, she's not in the, in the crib or whatever, the incubator thing. And I'm like, and then immediately, it's like, okay, where is she? Why is she? You know, who has her, like what part and like what's going on. And, uh, and it's like, man, I wish I wouldn't even turn that on because I wouldn't have known that she wasn't in there. I mean, everything's good, but it's like, uh, you just get, you know, you just get into that place. Uh, and uh, so it was easy. And when the, the hardest parts were where you just, you're still and your mind gets fixed on stuff. We all know this, yet we have a hard time practicing it. So I'm just saying Habakkuk gives us these, these ways uh, in this one illustration. Just three or f- four verses there in your Old Testament uh, has a formula for overcoming fear that if we apply it to our life, it'll help us. And there's a bunch more, and we'll, we'll cover that tonight. Let's all stand. Our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. And I just simply by way of invitation today say, do you have some kind of fear in your life? 
if you do, uh, this message is for you. Uh, you say, I don't, Pastor. Everything's good. Everything's just kind of popping and, and going forward like it always should and how I feel it should. Um, tomorrow, it might not be that way. Uh, and we can take these scriptures uh, and we can, we can um, meditate upon them and we can hide them in our hearts and we can know uh, that even if it's barren and the fig trees aren't blossoming and the wheels come off, I can still rejoice in the Lord and I can still praise Him in the joy, in the, in the joy of my salvation that God is good. Uh, and we just need to be reminded of that, of that from time to time. So let's give the Lord uh, some praise uh, in because He's He's worthy of it, uh, and not just thank Him for the difficult circumstance, but just praise Him because God is good, uh, and uh, and even if whatever it is that you're worried about gets worse, God's still good, uh, and uh, and 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 we need to remember that. So the panel begins to play. If God has spoken your heart today, uh, just pray, give it to the Lord, and. Ask them to increase your faith in the unbelief that's present in the middle of that. I mean, all the Bible characters that we look to for um, the answers to our problems most often have the same problem. And here a big deal is going to happen and take place and there's going to be a time of famine and barrenness. And he chose to just rejoice in the Lord knowing that God was his strength and his shield and it's going to make him like his feet like hinds feet like a deer that just or like a, a mountain goat that just can go up on the side of the mountain somewhere and be out of the reach of, uh, of the predators. That's what God does. And it's not even, we don't have to even flee to it. It's like God sets us there. And he sets us there through prayer.